you guys may not know this, but the Sidemen are opening up a hotel. They're opening up a hotel, and they are going to be introducing something very big. I'm actually, I'm actually really, really excited to be back. I, I feel like this episode is going to be one of those ones where, like, I'm on point. I feel like I'm good with, like, most things that I'm doing. Um, by the way, welcome back. First and foremost, welcome back to another episode of The Realist Podcast. Again, banner right behind me. You guys are probably wondering why there's maybe less photos. If you guys have obviously watched a lot of the videos and uh, uh, watched this podcast, maybe even listened. Um, I have the camera a little bit more zoomed in, mainly because, like, I feel like... I needed to fill up the space a little bit more, so it kind of cut off a lot of the photos up top. So I might reposition them, I might not. I don't know. However, Nation, it's so good to see you guys back. If you guys are new here, consider hitting that subscribe button. Our goal to uh, 1,000 subscribers on this channel is, is looking great, and I think we can possibly hit it by the end of the year. Again, if you guys are new here, hit that subscribe button. All the audio listeners, shout out to you guys. You guys freaking crush every episode. So shout out to you guys um, who listen, watch, view, and most importantly, uh, consume this podcast. It means a lot to me. And uh, saying that we're coming up on episode 50, which I believe is going to be the week after Halloween. That's actually kind of... No, it's going to be the week of Halloween. It's no, it will be the day before Halloween. I'm very, very excited about that. That is actually really, really excited. Uh, exciting. So episode 50 will actually be the, uh, spooky Halloween episode, which will be actually really, really fun. In addition to that nationers, uh, episode 48, I really just want to jump right into it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about three main topics that I kind of came up with this podcast. Um, and First of all, I've been watching the Jeffrey Dahmer series I'm about three episodes in. So I wanted to talk about that also with like Netflix introducing ads uh, onto its service. And then also there was a huge event that happened um, kind of like last week, but it was like in the midst of happening. So I didn't talk about it, but TwitchCon just finished and it went well, but it also did not go well. And then also... You guys may not know this, but the Sidemen are opening up a hotel. They're opening up a hotel, and they are going to be introducing something very big. And when I mean big, I mean very, very, very big. Um, yes, so the Sidemen are uh, opening up a hotel. You guys probably see it in the title. Again, I come up with these titles before the episode, so at least you guys get to know um, what I'm going to be talking about um, with a lot of the titles, such as the Try Guys topic last week, which actually did really well. You guys' reception on that was really awesome. I really appreciate that, first and foremost. Um, but uh, let's just jump right into it. The Sidemen. If you guys don't know who the Sidemen are, they are seven individual YouTubers who um, back in even a little bit before 2013 when they first established as the Sidemen as a group, they, you know, were all individual YouTubers. Um, you guys possibly know KSI. You may know Miniminner, Tob Jizzle, Bazinga, Rodashaw, Vicstar, and Zerka, um, or other known as JJ, Simon, um, Toby, <laughs> Ethan, Harry, um, Vic, and Josh. Those are their actual names, but YouTuber names always a little bit different, right? Like, I used to be the real Jared, but I'm still Jared, right? Um, so, yeah, they're opening up a hotel, and this... 
this doesn't come like as a surprise, right? Like it might be a surprise that they are opening up hotel, but like when you hear the news, which I actually don't think they've actually released that. It was their management that released that. Like there was an article on it on Tube Filter, which is like a a creator economy. Like I was I was in an article on there, like with Mr. Beast and Iraq back like last year, and or actually earlier this year, actually actually earlier this year. Um, I was on an article with Mr. Beast and Iraq. So if you guys want to actually check that out, I will actually put that in the description of this video if you guys want to take a read. However, uh, the Sidemen, um, their agency. Uh, one of their agent, uh, I guess, somebody a part of their agency, as well as I think also another co-agency that's helping fund this business venture, uh, like had put out something talking about the hotel that they're opening up. Now, mind you, like I said, this doesn't come as a surprise because the sidemen are like a force to be reckoned with. Mind you... Everyone kind of went through that COVID phase, but some came out on top. And I think the handful of people that came out on top was and were the Sidemen. So the Sidemen, like I said, the seven of them kind of established formally in 2013. So this year, actually two days ago as of recording this, was their nine-year anniversary, if I'm not wrong. I think it's October 13th. It might be the 18th, if I'm not wrong, because it didn't really seem like they celebrated it. I guess maybe I wasn't on social media. I don't really know. However, hold on. I'm going to do a mic test. I don't know. This might be peaking the entire time. I hope it's not. I'm just going to move it back down. And I hope that it doesn't peak. So the Sidemen really kind of flourished uh, through the COVID time. And mind you, like they had amassed like a large audience even before that. They had a handful of videos that did really, really well um, and were getting recommended very, very highly. And, you know, not only with the, the, the jumble and the concoction that is their personality, a great video idea, great execution of it, but those all together done very well is destined for a good video, you know, and, and you know, editors, thumbnails, that, that kind of mean in the jumble as well, right? And I think, I don't remember what they were at when COVID kind of started, but they definitely came out like very hot. And over this past year, we've seen different boxing ventures. We've seen them also break up in like 2017. Like that was a huge spark for them. That was like a huge inflection point. They had uh, diss tracks on each other. And mind you, it was one very big inflection point because a lot of people knew the Simon, maybe didn't watch, but it was kind of heartbreaking to see them quote-unquote break up and then they go back through you know i guess this phase and then ksi and joeller fight and then ksi wins ksi calls out jake ksi calls out logan um jake apparently fights deji at the end of this all and then logan paul logan fights ksi so it was big bro little bro fight and then now even it might be KSI versus JJ and Logan versus Deji on the same fight. That would be pretty interesting on the same card, that is. Very, very interesting. So Logan obviously had gone through a lot of his stuff, got out of it with the boxing. Um, KSI, you know, they fought twice, and then they fight. Um, KSI recently just fought um, a, a, a pleb of a man. Two plebs of a man. I, I feel like I could have done a little bit better, and I'm... 
and I don't know how to box. So that's saying something. However, very interesting because I think KSI feel I, I feel like he has the the more global reach, but on YouTube it's insane what they've been able to do. You know, they they recently just did a charity match. Recently. And on YouTube, they have the most concurrent viewers ever in a YouTube live stream. 2.6 million. And I think that might be rounded, but still, that's actually absurd. And it's funny that I'm not drinking um, Prime today, but that's okay. Um, I did not have any for Prime, so there's that. However, it's very, very interesting to hear that the Sidemen are opening up a hotel. And mind you, along this entire journey of the Sidemen, they have started business ventures. They've started like other companies beyond just the Sidemen brand on YouTube, maybe just the identity, right? They've opened up Sides, which is a, a food kind of like fast foody restaurant, a restaurant of some sort where it only serves sides. It literally only just serves sides. You know, onion rings, mozzarella sticks, mac and cheese, like things that would be sides, right? French fries, waffle fries. They also have their vodka. They have XIX Vodka, which is their vodka alcohol company that they've been able to promote through videos. Um, And yeah, just like different, I guess, ventures that they've done, you know, whether that be like a party for somebody's birthday, they've been able to promote that. And they've been able to sponsor... A lot of their, you know, matches, their, their charity match, a lot of their different events because of these companies. So they just continually promote a lot of their stuff. And not only that, they've also partnered with a lot of stuff. They partner with Little Miss and Little Mr. and Mrs. Little Mr. Little Miss. Little Miss. That's it. Um, you guys may have seen the meme like Little Miss like uh, hug, uh, thinks that they can survive after two tequila shots or Little Miss, like, always late to dinner or, like, stuff like that. Little Mr., like, uh, you know, never text back. Stuff like that. That meme is is that company. And, and I think... I don't I don't think I can know a whole lot about that company, but I know they had the meme, and I know that the Sidemen had also done, like, collab merch stuff with them. Um, they've also collaborated... The Sidemen have also collaborated with uh, uh, Tops, which is a card um, trading collectible company. Uh, as of recent, and the Simon are business-oriented. So when I saw the article, actually, kudos out to Colin and Samir because I follow their published press. They're, they're kind of like weekly article that they, that they post. They uh, talked about one of the main topics that they talk about. They talk about three main topics, which is ironic because we have three main topics this week. And they talked about the Simon opening of hotel. And they obviously credit the the article on TubeFilter, so I decided to go read it. And it's very, I say it's very interesting. Like, I just say it is because I feel like it is. And I'm, and I sound like I'm a broken record because of it. But the Sidemen opening up what many call a ghost hotel, or what they call it is a ghost hotel. And so it seemed like, with the resurgence and maybe actually surgence of ghost kitchens. Now, ghost kitchens are similar to like what Mr. Beast Burger does. Like they don't have a physical location. They're not your Red Robin. They're not like your fast food chains. Like they're not just like a physical building other other than like they just made a restaurant. Now, Mr. Beast Burger just now did that. But the thing about it is 
a lot of these companies or like a lot of these, uh, I don't even know, like restaurants, well, they will ship a lot of their supplies to these restaurants like a Red Robin, right? And Red Robin will make and prepare the food and then get it out to people. And that's what they do. And so that's what Mr. Beast does with a lot of the ghost kitchen stuff. That's why he's able to have like thousands of restaurants across the nation without having an individual building first was because of ghost kitchens. And they were very popular throughout the pandemic because like some people needed to survive. They like kind of lost their physical location because of loans or they just couldn't pay off the, the certain mortgage that they had on the building. So then they got to resort to something else. They got to resort to other kitchens preparing it. And mind you, they probably, that restaurant probably gets a cut of it. So not only does that ghost kitchen need to be successful because I wouldn't want to be making food if it's not profitable for the restaurant. So they probably take a cut. They also probably keep some just to be able to open up more over time and promote themselves on these apps like DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats, of course. So that's what kind of like a ghost kitchen is. But a ghost hotel is something that we've never really seen before. At least I haven't seen it before. It's not like a common term. And it's not just something that we've like, I guess, maybe can like figure out. Like if you say like a ghost kitchen, you might be able to put it together. But like a ghost hotel, without the knowledge of what a ghost kitchen is, it's kind of a little confusing. And even with the knowledge of what a ghost kitchen is, it's a little confusing. So here's what I think a ghost hotel is. And this is kind of... What I've heard uh, from this article. So the sidemen having a ghost hotel means that a part of these hotels, they will have certain rooms and maybe like a section of the hotel that's dedicated to whatever XYZ it may be. And for the sidemen, this looks like uh, in the article, it says like sidemen themed rooms and iconic moments, a part of videos. Uh, maybe you have like a JJ suite. Maybe you have a Vic star suite. Maybe you have a Harry suite. You know, like different things like that, right? And so, in addition to that, it's also very nice because a lot of what the sidemen do, especially with their abroad stuff or just challenge type videos, they are staying in hotels. So, to to promote that, they do a video where they stay in a hotel. And it's not super hard if they make it work. Mind you, this is still new. And I could be wrong about it being a specific room or section. I I think, obviously, the ceiling of this looks like it is an entire hotel that is themed out to the sidemen. That's what I think, like, the ceiling, the pinnacle of what this looks like for the first batch. However, I don't think it will be. But I do believe that the sidemen will have, one day, their entire hotel. Like, an entire hotel dedicated to, you know, the culture. That they've created, you know, like take a hike, you know, or like to be fair, though, like those types of jokes. If you if you know, you know, of course. Right. So very, very interesting. And I feel like this only adds to like the value that the sidemen have. They have food and drink. Now they just need a little bit of shelter. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, food, water, shelter. Mind you, the drink is vodka, so not everyone can have it. But hospitality is next up on their list, of course. So. Uh, with that, no no matter how well, like, a video may do, like, just, just like, telling people part of their streams, because some of them stream, some of them make content elsewhere beyond their normal videos of the Sidemen. Just, like, saying it. Like, there is a demand. Like, with Prime, there's a demand. There is a demand. And thank God Prime is good. 
So that helps. Hopefully the, the hotel will be really good. I imagine with Simon themed rooms, it'll be really nice. Um, speaking of creators, this is huge. This is huge. Some huge news. Kind of just a little bit of what I saw about TwitchCon. Uh, you guys may have seen some stories about TwitchCon. Some good, bad, and ugly. It was like the good and bad and ugly. That's what TwitchCon was. And what I've read, some people want to remain anonymous because um, Twitch... Um, if you guys have heard, hasn't been in the positive light for uh, the the last month or so. It's hard. Like if they get any good press, like they are they are raving. They are like they're starving for like one sip of water, right? That's what Twitch is doing. So like they might get like rich crackers that are just dry, and it's like, well, I gotta eat it, right? But they're just. It's really hard for them to get like any positive news. And I don't know if TwitchCon was like that because I think it kind of got shadowed by some of the events that happened there. There was a lot of injuries apparently, which at like a convention like that, I guess I could see. But I think it's also how they handled it. And that that's why I one one thing that I have been increasingly not liking about Twitch is that they have a lack of care just for like the common sense of things. It's like this is really funny. This is this is this just shows how like aware they are. Their awareness level like on Skyrim is zero. It's like negative if that. If I'm able to go negative, I will go negative. But TwitchCon it would last week, uh, 2 weeks ago, they had a panel where they had somebody who was a part of like the policy um like board or something. Like they have they have like an individual creator board which is really skewed and very 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 biased, which is not great. But then they also have like a a people who are actually hired by Twitch who like oversee a lot of the policies and action of discipline. And they had this this lady. She was asked the question from a, a one guy that was asking the questions. Um, kind of just bouncing back and forth. It was a good conversation, good flow. And this guy had asked her. <coughs> he did not cough. I coughed. He'd asked her. Um, I believe she's like the vice president or senior, you know, whatever, higher up. She was asked, what are, like, what is your response to, like, people saying that Twitch doesn't, reward discipline the exact same and like the awareness and like the the continuity of things right like if you've ever seen a movie and there's like a water bottle that spawns out of nowhere continuity issue right there's a uh, there's a problem like somebody decided to take a sip of water and left it there right with twitch they decided to take five bottles of water and leave them everywhere from one scene to another right there's like a multiplication of water bottles everywhere like the Starbucks and freaking Game of Thrones, which is really funny. However, she had answered, oh, this is a great question, blank. The guy's name. We, believe it or not, believe it or not, this was her opening line. Believe it or not. But we actually discipline people the exact same and make sure that they know what like they're getting banned for. There's a long pause here, okay? What in the actual 
earth was going on in this woman's brain? Does she like ever go on Twitter? Does she like ever like open up twitch.tv? Does she do that? Does she like pop up like a stream or two? Like, does she do that? My guess, if my life depended on it, this woman has opened twitch.tv approximately zero times based on that answer. I would be living for the next thousand years because of that. If you guys do not know, Twitch uh, has been at the forefront of a lot of controversy, one of it being where they do not discipline creators the exact same. For somebody who is getting railed from her boyfriend or husband on stream, mind you, it's off camera, like she's just being bent over her her gaming desk, and it's like off camera, and you could tell the moment was, and she didn't look like she was having the time of life, but she did get railed. She got, they had sex on camera, that was out of, off the screen, on stream. She had sex on stream. Guess what her ban was? Seven days. Seven days. Are you joking? That is actually, like, absurd. Like, I'm more shocked about, like, it was only seven days than anything I've been shocked about in my life. And I heard that woman's answer. Okay? I heard that woman's answer. That's a close second. Okay? But my God. There's, like, things, like, where people would just, like, lose their channel for, like, no reason. Because they said something like 60 days ago and you can't go back to your VOD to like go check it or appeal it. Because like once you appeal once, you can't appeal again. What the frick? There was a there was a, a streamer. I just saw this on Twitter today. She had been banned for like, oh, it was, a, I think it was Indie Fox, who's like a hot tub streamer. A little bit more lewd, seductive type stuff like you'd expect based on what she does in the hot tub. And what she wears. She's been banned for like apparently like a year and like three months. And like she tried contacting support. They have not been help. And they like she'd email them and then just send a bot response back. Like their Twitch backend admin stuff is awful. It is terrible. And I thought YouTube's was bad. Twitch is by far the worst that I've ever seen from a major company. Especially being the dominant streaming platform for years. And continuously, you know, pushing the needle further. And also pushing the needle further from, like, people continuing streaming on Twitch. So that was that. And their awareness is quite bad. And I guess in in the end of this, I guess, or I guess maybe to loop back, Adriana Cheshek, who is adult, who is a former adult actress um, on The Hub, she was she actually streams on Twitch. She's had a, a few run-ins with like Twitch rivals, be not being able to attend, which kind of makes sense because if you look up her name, you're gonna find things that you know aren't allowed, uh, potentially just like on the internet, right? She had uh was at the Lenovo Lenovo Lenovo, um like booth. You know they have a lot of booths at TwitchCon. She was there. They had this um sumo wrestling thing. You have like the little like like a paddle kayak looking thing and you you battle the person off. It was quite a big platform. It's, you know, they had a big enough like foam pit. It was wide enough. It was not deep enough. And that's very ironic coming from 
Adriana Cheshek, okay? Because she decided to celebrate doing like a cheer split. You know, like when somebody like gets tossed up in the air and they like put their arms out and like touch their toes, like spread their legs and go whoop. And then they fall back down. Well, she did that into the foam pit. That's about like two foam blocks deep and broke her back in two places. And the good news out of this is that she she did have surgery because she had to have surgery, but it was very painful to walk, which I could imagine breaking your back in two separate locations near the rear or the rear tailbone, by your tailbone, the bottom side of your back, your low back. Not very fun, right? Not that I could say from experience, but I could imagine, right? So there's that. That's the good news. The bad news is that happened very early on in the convention. Not only does Twitch not post anything about it and be like, you know, we're wishing you the best, you know, like best wishes, just like a little bit of like a regards, like, hey, we're aware of the situation. We're over, we're monitoring the situation. Not even that. It was like, like the next like day and like the next few hours was like, hey, come out, check out the the Lenovo booth. We're going to be live on Twitch. Like, come check it out. We got a foam pit. We got a few broken backs in the back. Don't worry. We're fine. Huh? You're joking. You're joking. You're joking. Like, imagine if I ran an event and I figured out, like, somebody had broken their ankle, which actually happened at Twitch. Somebody else broke their ankle from, like, a balloon keepy-uppy thing in, like, this little square box of a room. Broke her ankle. It's okay. You know? A little bit better than the back, but not a single word. Not a single word. Like I said, if I was running an event and I figured out somebody had hurt themselves or, you know, something happened that was a little unforeseen, like, I'm at least shutting down that event, you know, or at least, you know, putting more pads in or at least, like, trying to put a solution into place, you know, whether it be, like, shut it down, that's, like, add more foam. Um, I don't know. Just, like, something just to, like, like, safety being first, you know, for everyone. Not a single word out of the, out of, uh, the Twitch Twitter, um, which I don't know if I expected to come from the Twitch Twitter, but I also expected to come from the Twitch Twitter account, which, um, yeah, not super great. Not super great. Even if those tweets were automated, which I'm sure they actually weren't because you could usually tell where they're, when they come from an automated place. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's rough, but, um, some other things happened. I watched, uh, Kai Sinat. Um, meet dream. That was actually a really funny video. I've never really watched Kai. Um, but he actually kind of, actually kind of a dope dude. Uh, he had a meet and greet, like at the same time as like the dream SMP and the dream SMP was like, Oh my God, they were hours long. Like it was an entire day adventure just to go to the meet and greet, go to them speaking. It's a lot. It's a lot. Dream SMP and that whole fan base definitely, definitely took over TwitchCon, uh, which is really cool to see. Like, it's actually really, really cool to see. But, um, yeah, I just kind of watched, like, a few videos of stuff, people commentating on the, uh, on the events, uh, stuff that happened, and then, uh, uh, you know, the injuries that, I guess, Twitch didn't really cover, but that's okay. It's okay. But, I mean, it seems like they are keeping, like, the same energy from, like, things on their platform to, like, real-life events. Like, they just don't give two F's like they just don't care. Like there's no transparency. This is a big issue that I've talked about and why I moved to YouTube. There's no transparency. There's no consistency within their appreciation or depreciation of creators. Like they will favor creators highly. Um, like those that, you know, break policy, but they like, they'll be like a little pat on the back, but it's like somebody that they don't really care about or don't even know 
does the same thing. Nah, we're gonna we're gonna ban your account like indefinitely. You're just not gonna know. So that's that's a little rough. And then obviously like different stuff that's coming up, like the ad revenue. Who the frick is making a hundred k a year? Like these are like the biggest streamers. Two percent of the biggest streamers on Twitch earn ninety percent of the revenue on Twitch. So fifty fifty just for that, I have to reach a hundred k. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Um. But yeah, that's that. Alrighty, I want to talk about two things when it comes to streaming platforms. You know, we we talked about TwitchCon, which I guess is a, you know, Twitch in itself is a streaming platform. But Netflix. Now, Netflix is also kind of like one of those one of those platforms and services that has dominated for years on years on years. Now, we used to actually have Netflix at our house. Um, but that was when they used to send you DVDs. Believe it or not, Netflix did send DVDs to people's houses, which I find actually really interesting um, because that's the that's the Netflix that I know and I've known for a very long time. But not many people know that. Not many people know Netflix as like a DVD company. It is a streaming platform. You can load it up on your TV. Mind you, you could also get a CD if you really wanted to, but that's okay. Load up stuff on your TV if you, or your laptop or your phone um, and watch Netflix. But now um, you have to watch Netflix with ads. And this isn't like a new thing that streaming platforms have had, but I understand where the other ones were coming from. And now that Twitch or not Twitch, Netflix is in that same boat and that same level, not because they added ads but because they've been losing millions of subscription services and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people subscribing to Netflix and the policies that they've had where it's like you have to charge people for sharing passwords. I'm sorry, what? How absurd is that? Like, let me share an account, okay? Like, me and my sister share the same Spotify account. Like, let us do that, you know? Okay? But, like, Netflix... um, They've increasingly shown a sign of uh, uh, disparity. Not even disparity. They're very desperate. They're very desperate because they've been losing hundreds and thousands of dollars from their losses of subscription services. So it's like, well, we were maintaining this high level of of stuff, of, of upkeep, but now we we make less money than that, so we need to try and bring it up somehow. And I think a lot has happened... Um, because like even after like the Lion King or the Tiger King or whatever that show was, um, I think it was the, the Tiger King, not the Lion King. That's a movie. The Tiger King, you know, kind of finished. They'd also had like a lot of stuff during like the election time. They also had a lot of stuff about like grooming children. Um, I think it was like, the, it was like a cheerleading movie, like these 10 year olds, like that were like not, it was not okay. It was just like not okay to be like have that as a movie and then also like promote it on your, on your, on your service. Not great. And mind you, Netflix has, ha- has had some good IPs. Like the office was on there for a very long time. They ended up not keeping it, um, which really sucks. Like it really, really sucks. Um, because like it, it has that exclusibility. Like I can't find a Disney movie on Netflix. I have to go to Disney plus to get a Disney movie, right? So for certain shows, 
this is what these streaming companies do. They bid for these shows and the IP. And mind you, they're already still on cable. But those cable shows like True TV, they also have to bid with, um, you know, the cable provider and DirecTV. Like there's certain shows like Fox. We couldn't get Fox for like a month and a half because they were in a bidding war. So like every time you go to the channel, it's like DirecTV and Fox have not come up with a contract. And now they, now you don't get the show for the foreseeable future. And so Netflix has taken a lot of losses because of the, the controversies, loss of subscription, which is kind of a result of that. And then also just not having like the care and just being like, oh, give me the money, give me the money, give me the money. It's like, okay. Like imagine a streamer, imagine a content creator that was just like, give me the money, give me the money. Like, I just want your money. You know, okay, this this is kind of what it reminds me of. There are streamers out there that are like, how do you not have like $5? You don't have $5 to subscribe to me? Like, you're spending hours watching my content, and you don't have $5? Like, how poor are you? That's what these people are saying. That's what Netflix is doing. And those are what those streamers are doing, because they're like, they're like entitled to the money. And that's what Netflix kind of like had like very, very glimpses of, of having like, mm, we're going to raise our price from like $10.99 to $14.99. But that one has like a different package. But if you still want the 10, you just get less. But if you want what you already had, it's going to cost you five extra dollars. But you could still do that like $10.99 if you want. But you just don't get as like good quality. Sorry. Like what? So... There's that. And then also they threatened, you know, users if they shared a password of like $6.99, like extra. And I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Like they're not good at pleasing customers. They're like very good at like displeasing customers, which really brought it into the ads. And mind you, Netflix has had some good new shows. Like I've been watching the Jeffrey Dahmer series and in three episodes in. It's a great series so far. It's very, very graphic. It's very raw. It's it, it, it just puts you like in the footsteps of what Jeffrey was doing. And it's very highly entertaining. You kind of follow these different timelines. Like it's a good show. But now they're adding ads. And, and mind you, Better than like the increase in price where it's like you can still get this, but it's lower. But if you want what the same thing that you just had, it's going to cost you more. With the ads, if you already have an existing like account, you won't get ads. Like on Hulu, you got ads. Amazon Prime, you got ads. Like it's basically just becoming TV because like people, they realize like these companies can get money if they put ads on there. And... I'm not going to lie. This is actually kind of like a semi-good move from Netflix because it's just becoming a little bit more commonplace that these streaming services just have ads. So it's not really a bad thing. It will be a bad thing if they turn into Hulu where there's like six 30-second ads. Where there's like three minutes of ads between like these two parts and like in a, in a TV show. Not a movie. TV show. Big difference. Big difference. What I think Netflix needs to do a part of this ad um, installation is they need to limit it to like two ads, if that, two 30-second ads, maybe a 15 and a 30, something very similar to YouTube, and then also have it exclusively only for TV shows or series, but nothing that is on movies because movie, like 
imagine you're in a movie theater and like, dun dun dun, movie plays. Fifteen minutes in, iPhone, iPhone, iPhone fourteen. Everyone gets an iPhone. Everyone gets an iPhone. And then LeBron James like, dang, that's hot. Like, that was Will Smith, by the way. But it's 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 that same idea where it needs to be light. It needs to be loose. They will they will thrive if they do that. They don't need to like put like eight ads for thirty seconds, four minutes of ads, which is already what cable TV does, anyways. But they don't need to do that. They don't need to do that. Okay? They don't need to do that. You know, two ads, 30, 30, 15, 30, whatever the length would be proper, right? And then just keep it light. Keep it light. That's what Netflix needs to do. They don't need to spam you with ads because then that that makes you feel like you don't have $5 even though you're already watching me, right? So... That's my thoughts on uh, Netflix adding ads. I find it very interesting that they did that, but I also find it to be a rather decently good move. And I didn't really feel like it was a good move until I started saying it. Like, I knew that other streaming platforms like Hulu and Amazon Prime have ads. Also, by the way, Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime is like almost like the worst thing in the world. Like, I really hate it. Drew Gooden talked about, um, he was doing this like video talking about like Amazon movies and he tried skipping forward, but it's like, you can't skip forward like properly. Their UI and their UX designer is awful. Like it looks hideous on like everything. And so there's that. Um, Nationers, thank you guys so much for watching episode 48 of the Realist Podcast. If you guys did enjoy, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to leave a like and maybe a comment on what topics you'd like uh, me to cover. And uh, with that, Nationers, I appreciate you. I hope we'll see you in the next one. 07. Peace, peace.